Redline pilot, the trick is to be angled just right so when your mech's engine shut down, you fall behind cover. Light mech pilot's handbook. Welcome to Wolfnet Radio. You are listening to some of the best audio in the galaxy. I'll be your host this evening, Matthew Bloodbath Barons. Oh, I skipped it. Excuse me. Matthew, <laughs> stamping is too much of a hobby. Nope. No, I messed it up again. Uh, we're keeping it. <laughs> it we're keeping it. <laughs> you are listening to Wolfnet Radio, the show that provides mostly quality content, except for me. I will be your host this evening, Matthew. Stamping is to a hobby, Bloodbath Barons. Uh, this evening, joining us again, co-host Andrew. That might get us into trouble, Minnow Crawl. Evening, guys. And Aaron, make them unalive, Coach Crawl. My favorite quote. Luke, I don't think the rules give you that option, Charles Gideon Dirks. It's true. They just <laughs> don't let you do it. <laughs> and Thomas, I've read up to page 250. Silent Sea Raven Kruger. Fuck the wolves. <laughs> <laughs> that's very spoiler alert up the to page barrier ha- The barrier has been broken for a family friendly show. And we're not even three minutes in. All right. Ding. Now you, can, now you can tell us how you really feel. <laughs> that's about it. I don't need to say anymore. Are we doing updates too? Because Charles, hey. did you get did you get an update? Update on no, what? Sir. Trap writing, writing. No. no, no, I got nothing. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Edit. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> Shut up. <clears throat> this is where that it's mostly quality content comes in. <laughs> That's like the whole show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anyways, news and community, we got some recognition guides coming in. Uh, let's see what else. Battle reports. Uh, we had uh, some 350 matching with uh, Matt Schluter. And uh, plenty of fun stuff going on with Tuesday night fight nights with uh, Wolfnet Regiment. More requests like GarageCon. Uh, talk a little TO&E. Possible Patreons. And some shout-outs, and plus, uh, as always, we'll get into our history beef. Brought to you by one of the best best providers, Harry's Games and Miniatures. So, let's get started with... I like how we're starting off the year with like a nice, light, you know, fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants, but a, a nice, light episode start off i mean you're, granted blaine's you're was, listening to light hits the soothing right sounds now. of the inner sphere brought to you by wnrp <laughs> right a little now. bit watered down for too much flavor <laughs> if you don't like that uh let's get into recognition guide with news and community take it away we got we got people falling asleep with their painting tables <laughs> right now and then we'll just jump right into heavy metal. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Recognition Guide uh, 11 came out. And uh, the, a couple interesting little ones in there. The Ion Sparrow 
that was kind of an interesting little thing. But uh, the big thing, and I think it's totally awesome, is uh, 1 through 10 Rec Guides and Tukiat are now on the MUL. So we got all the goodies. Oh, so many goodies. Yeah. The TCs I'm looking for, all the jump omnis that used to not be jumping. <laughs> they used to not jump. Well, uh, like in what? uh like in the one of the first Dragoon novels, the Loki that did not jump now jumps like it should. Hmm. What is the what is the mech on the cover? An emerald or not an emerald. <laughs> of, of the the newest Rick guy yeah. of eleven? That's the Ion Sparrow. That's the Ion Sparrow. Okay. As yep. soon as I heard that name Or the Murder Bird or whatever they call it. I I I, I couldn't help but think of the movie Gladiator where Rush the Crow looks over and he sees his little sparrow jump out of on the battlefield. Like, what was that? It's gone. <laughs> like, so the speed is just, it's going to be there. The murder bird. That is, <laughs> that is a really good name. I'm not going to lie. I thought, it, I, thought it, I thought it looked like a cross between a raven and their run of the Gryfalcon Shrike and what's the little one that they. Totally. Hear? Eerie, yeah, eerie, eerie. Yeah, it, it looked like a cross between that, which I. It's a fun little. It looks like a really neat little unit. So, yeah, I, yeah, I would have settled for four tons. Seventy-four tons. No, four 20. tons of pod oh. space. Yeah. Oh, four yeah, tons of pod space. And none of the options are all ER micro lasers. <laughs> 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 that would that would have been interesting. But the six ER smalls tied to a targeting computer, though, is interesting. Oh, Doom! <laughs> now that is a murder bird. Yeah. <laughs> How fast does it move? Eight, twelve, eight. eight. Ooh, six. It's a, it'll be a sixteen jump. Yeah, the <laughs> with the fins. It's a and... slightly smaller, angrier viper dragonfly. <laughs> Yeah, ones I'm looking, ones that I'm happy hit uh, MUL are the uh, linebacker I, as in India, um, slapping a supercharger on uh, linebacker. So now you have a heavy that hits that 14 inch threshold to get th- the sweet, sweet TMM of three. That's um, It is 50, it is, 51 points. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's not, not cheap, cheap. <laughs> right? But. <laughs> That thing should survive. So interesting. Like, and before anybody asks, I have no plans on putting any of these in like a 350 list. These are just ones that I thought were interesting when I went through them on the MUL. That's, um, the, that's the best part of reviewing things. You can be like, these are great. And you just take that book and throw it over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and I will never look at these again. <laughs> I did look at that uh, Dasher Papa. That, yeah, like thirty inch one, only does like four short. It's it's an option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, thirty inches of movement for twenty two PV. That's it's. Cheaper. I believe it has um, twelve micro uh, ER micro lasers, and it uh, has a supercharger and mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would be. Like I, I, I built inches. a, I built a clan force, a clan unit that I didn't have. I purposely didn't put vehicles in, 
this would be one of those where this would be my vehicle replacement and yep. <laughs> make this be a skill seven because it <laughs> would bring it down to like 17 points then you can clear 30 inches that'd be a good time yeah it's a good, well, it's a good, it's a good speed bump yeah one well, it's uh <laughs> yeah because it, it kind of just takes advantage of the pv calculation because oh, 16 get, points <laughs> well <laughs> well because you get um you you get you don't have to pay full price if you only do short range damage. So that's why it's cheaper than most other dashers, even though it goes faster. That does meet PM, yeah. Yeah. I mean it does the same <laughs> PMM, but yeah, it's it's crazy awesome. Dude, um, sprinting, that thing will cover the map board. <laughs> it will go from one end to the other if it has a, a straight shot. That's awesome. Pro I tip. regret nothing. Pro tip. Move this guy. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> pro tip uh, move this guy last <laughs> always, <Yeah. laughs> always well, and, move him and the thing is it's a dasher so if somebody gets one good shot at it it's probably going to oh, disappear but... <laughs> one good <laughs> shot you only have to slightly miss <laughs> a PPC goes to the center torso armor on an arm if it hits an arm it goes straight to the t- center torso oh my goodness <laughs> I, I already spit looked in at its it. general direction. It has to be scared. <laughs> the, the the one mech that, gone. that watches out for trees. Yeah. So looking at that ion sparrow, uh, the uh, <laughs> the clan name for it's butcher bird. Butcher bird. Butcher bird. Oh, butcher bird. Like oh, the okay. FW one ninety. Uh, yes. Somebody <laughs> else brought that up too. Like we, <laughs> we were talking the, about it this weekend. Oh well, whatever the, has the right technology, I guess, huh? The C configuration has six ER smalls on a T count. Uh, Said that that's kind of fun. B, anybody else? Anybody else get a kick out of the Kit Fox with Arrow Four on it? <laughs> yeah. What? It'll be dragging that <laughs> arm. Like, is that in eleven? This here and shoot it. Yeah, it's I mean, in eleven. The, I, I honestly, I saw that and I was like. Are they making Ollers relevant again? Because they're they don't have the armor for their speed. Like clan, the original clan Omnis, I never got. Like you have the Dasher that goes faster than everything ever, right? So that makes sense. But then you get into like the Adder and uh, Oller, and it's like, oh, now it's just they move kind of fast. I so, think. I think, like, looking at the variants, the Eller had, like, twin Bellarm 15s, which wasn't bad for a 30-tonner. That was the, five. That was the uh, the Adder had twin LRM 20s with Artemis and two small yeah. lasers. Or the Adder with twin PPCs. I mean, psh. Yeah, no, it, it just never made sense because you're, you're making your, your light mechs move <laughs> as fast as your heavies. Like, come on, people. The um, Sierra version, the S variant of the other, was always my favorite. So, jump yeah, fighter, jump yeah. that one too. Yeah. Anybody, anybody, take a look at the upgraded Phoenix Hawk. They took the the Phoenix Hawk three PL, the pulse laser boat targeting computer, and put all clan weapons on it. Oh, it's mm-hmm. pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> that, the C two. That will be right? the ultimate spam. Correct. That's a that's spam the, yeah. That is the C two. It's happening. 
It's yeah. happening, whether you like it or yeah. not. Hey, it's happening. Looking back. Pair pair that with the Nova Cat F. You you you'll be the most hated guy on the on the field. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that'll, if that doesn't get that, banned. That C two also has mask. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Put that on the ban list. Mask? <laughs> oh no, not mask. Supercharger. Supercharger. And a yep. T comp cheese. Just spread that all over the right guide. Cheese, <laughs> large pulse laser, TCAM. Yeah. Well, it depends if it's a clan large pulse or an interstellar. It is a clan. It's all yeah, it's well, all it's clan good. weapons. Right. How was that? How was I, that interfered large pulse in the war dog? I never piloted it. <laughs> he, for the he, he did pilot every marauder though. I have done every Marauder, and then I ended up in the one I didn't. And I ended up in the one I didn't want. But it's if that's You're the worst there. I'm to complain about, that's the worst I'll complain about. <laughs> that, that that's not bad. Yeah, I did okay. No. The, the more you get shot out of, the the newer models you'll get. Right. right. Yeah, they'll keep giving you better equipment. That's the way it works, right? Just I just wanted my Marauder too, man. I was happy. We'll get there. But we'll but, get there. But the uh, the third one that hit MUL that was interesting, and for a second I got real real excited, uh, is the Black Knight out of the Tukiid uh, source book, um, because that thing has three overheat, and it has melee, so the gears whirled in my head. There was some smoke. There was some. <laughs> concerning that noises and but then i was like oh this is this is a great one-two punch you know overheat three smack somebody for seven damage and then the next turn you melee them for four damage and you don't like you take the hit to your movement because of heat but you don't take the hit to your to hit oh too many to hits in there you don't yeah. lose your to hit because it's a physical attack. You're not counting the weapons fire for the, the heat right. with your melee. Right. So then you just alternate back and forth doing seven or four damage. And I was like, this is brilliant. Why is there not a 350 based on this? And it's because that's the only mech that has three overheat <laughs> and melee. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Foiled well, again. Not only that, but you'd have to play the game yourself to try and get him into the right kind of range. Because if you overheat for three, you got two inches of move. I don't think you're scaring anybody <laughs> at two inches of move. I'm sorry, you have four. No, you still have two. I thought he had TSM, but he doesn't no, have TSM. No, so doesn't have TSM. No, but like for um, like King of the Hill. Or oh, yeah. um, if, if, if I put him on a ca- on a flag for capture the flag, like I, 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 I blast you for seven as you come close. Do you really want to come over here and contest this point? No, you don't. No. no. Do you dare challenge my batch off? Right. <laughs> Tommy refuse. just lights you up from refuse? long range. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's we, when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, that kind of is a good. And then you're like, oh. That's why. <laughs> it's yeah. the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a bunch that have two, but then you start losing the benefit. Like you're you're not a you're not a, getting enough benefit out of the overheat. Yeah. It's not because worth it's it. cheaper. Right. It's cheaper. Overheat damage is cheaper than standard damage, as far as PV. But 
the lower that goes, the less benefit it has. And man, like, you guys have kind of spent way more into the uh, rounding up calculations of PV than I'll ever give it the consideration. <laughs> well, but, but but that Black Knight is only what thirty-seven. Yeah, PV? it's only thirty-seven points. I mean. It, I mean, it's, it, it's got an XL engine, so it's a little light on the structure, but it, it's got heavy, oh, yeah. heavy. It's got heavy mech uh, armor. He's just got to live for two rounds, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was get him in the I had, hill. I, I had a very interesting game this weekend with a new player. That when we get into that, oh, we'll we'll go into that. That kind of plays along into this. So, um, right on. Pin so, that for later. To finish off, like the, I love it when MUL updates because there's this plethora of brand new stuff we can lift through look through but then you have to start redoing you know your what you consider your top tier list you gotta make it fit oh oh, i gotta i gotta tweak and i gotta go through the whole shamble again of of moving this in and moving that out and tweaking it and what can i do to improve it and it's 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 like christmas yeah i i mean oh like i said nothing in that I saw really made me go, Oh, I need to just redo everything. Like nothing, nothing like there's there's, like the stuff that I brought up is interesting, but isn't like, Oh, this is the must have unit, you know, to, to be honest for as minute, for as long as we've already been doing this in this format, I don't know about you guys, but I've got a style that I've kind of settled on. It'll take a lot for me to really change gears. Cause everything I'm doing now has been kind of geared towards refining that. And while the stuff is neat to look at, it's going to be hard for me. It'll be hard for me to really swap a lot of stuff out. Now get a budge. Not too late. All all of my stuff was themed too. So it (laughs) it all works and I don't want to fuck it up. So I'm going to let it roll. Roll the dice again. There's there's a counter to everything, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. most definitely. We've we've tested that time and time again, and we're getting tired of it. <laughs> like, I have to I have to incorporate for this problem and this problem and this. And there's another one. Jeez. <laughs> See, well, and that was my thought on that black knight was all it takes is one mech with flamer or a couple of flamers, and th- th- this How's whole strategy heat? goes How's out the window. Scale now, right? But then I was like, <laughs> but if my entire force is that way. They, they can't take them all out like they, they but when it's just that one guy that can do it eh, they're just going to heat him up they're going to skip everything else and just heat him up and then he's going to be dead so it was it, it, it was a fun idea until i realized it was a dead idea that was yeah, a great and, five minutes and and we've gone through <laughs> probably 20 30 of those of those neat mechanics that we start to formulate and research is like this could work well maybe not or yes it will and it's fun to test it on the board again too it's, it's always keep striving for more it's that's awesome so i it, to, along those lines the only thing that i did that i did make modifications for is the marauder 2 right so <laughs> our the wolf came out marauder 2 c variant go and look the Marauder 2 4K, which I had in my list, is 51 points. The Marauder 2C is 51 points. The Marauder 2C standard is 51 points. So it didn't matter swapping any of those out. And it was kind of 
that was that was comical. After, when I got to the third edition of that, I was like, oh my god. How do <laughs> okay. we? What do we have to do to become that blessed? Because everything I see is that's two more PV than what I'm wanting to replace, <laughs> or or it's three less, and I just can't not run with 347. I can't let myself do it. <laughs> I got, 349 is, is is the least that I have right now. Otherwise, everything's 350. So it, it still stands that you can change a mech variant out at any given point yep. in time of battle. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I can go between the three at any point in time and not screw up my 350. <laughs> that's, a great pilot, that's a great pilot ability. I, that's the best. I'm taking a look at the uh, recognition guide uh, 11 again. And um, I think somebody might have listened to our podcast because this uh, Horned Owl 7 is called a Shimafuckaroo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know else how to call it. S-H-I-M-A-F-U-K-U-R-O <laughs> Shimafuckaroo. Fook? Is that the one that has a machine gun with that name awesome. on it? No, so it, that's the one. It's 587, uh, has partial wing. It's, it's standard engine, two uh, medium pulses, that, an ER that, large, tag, that and TCOM. That kind of sounds like our pilot changes when we have our Mega Mecha on Tuesday night fight night, where it's like, what did you put down for a pilot name? Like, I can't, I can't, I can't say that again. <laughs> Here, I'll, uh, I'll send it to you guys. The clan. Well, that's a that's a different name. You tell me what it says. <laughs> oh, this will be a good. This will be a good, good time. Holy shit! It is. Look at that. That's awesome. I was just Shim- getting to it. Shimafukuru. Yeah, I know. Shimafukuru. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Yeah, that's probably, it's probably more like that. We're just we're Fukuro. just saying it wrong. Like we're just saying it lot wrong. Like cage. We're we're Ameri- we're Americanizing it. It's Shimafuckaroo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Shima, 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 Shimafukuru. Well, the nice thing about the uh, Peregrine is it it is standard engine. Yeah. Mo- um, most of the variants, some I believe change, so. I think. I don't really see a partial wing on that. Oh, that's a guy's name. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Is. yeah, that's, okay. that's, like that's a, a, like a that's a pilot, canon character pilot. Yeah, pilot. Okay, I got you. I'll have to go well, through. Throw it. it out. Can't be used in 350. Screw oh, it. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> if it can't be used in 350. We don't want to read about it. Damn, so that's a lot of that's a lot of syllables. Just to tie a bow. <laughs> How fun are these recognition guides? Like that is just awesome on Cal's like part because you get you get new stuff all the time. I mean, it's not a lot. It's like what? There's usually five or six mechs in there. Yeah, sometimes less. Yeah. but it's just yeah, well, a couple highlighted and then a few one-offs. Yeah, but it's just it seems like there's 25 in each recognition guide. 25 units. Oh yeah, but, but not chassis. Total, so there's there could be like I think recognition five. guide eight or something like that is only whatever the one the Marauder was. It was like all Marauders and then five other yeah different chassis. But 
It's just it's just fun new stuff that we get on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying them. So. Yeah, and I know some people are waiting to get like the compiled version at the end, but yeah, I it, 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 <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean, I I get it, you know, because it, it's what four bucks a, a pop, which isn't a ton, but it's kind of that like, oh, it's only a few dollars, and I can do it every couple weeks, and yeah, no, and it's it, just it, enough to be satisfying. Generally, there were a couple where I was a little. Basically, there weren't mechs in there that, you know, tweaked my interest, but... I don't care about those. Close. Right. <laughs> but, but, then there, but then there was also, like, the Marauder one, the Archer one. Like, some of those are really, really interesting to get into. So, totally worth the price of admission overall, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. A, and the totally. constant the constant update of getting a new one every, every now and again is really keeping us on the edge of our seat. Satisfies the taste. Yep. Mm -hmm. Scratches the itch. That's <laughs> awesome. You get a recognition guide, then maybe a novella, then another recognition guide, then a new update or something to pick up. It's awesome. Well, I mean, it beats waiting six months for the the big TRO to come out. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. I did finally get yesterday. I did finally get my uh, Tukiid print book, which was I, awesome. mine showed up this weekend too. Awesome. Nice. I didn't order one. I'm a cheap. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, Tommy. You can come look at it. No, nobody I cared about was on Two Kid. So great, great format. They, the layout, everything in that book is is great. And I like how they they switch between styles of artwork too, where it's high detail and then stylized. High yep. detail, stylized, and then. Interesting 3D effects. Paint schemes were awesome. The anything you can use in the board game for scenarios, awesome. Um, a few new uh, unit logos, like the Blitzkrieg had the frozen skull. Pretty cool. Just remind me. Should we move on to GarageCon? <clears throat> yeah, we can go ahead. Right on. Or I say something mean. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. What are you gonna say this mean? <laughs> January thirtieth. Oh. We're we're starting to get layout down. We're starting to look professional. Now if we could just get damn facts right and make sure that what we say <laughs> is true, we might be onto something. So uh um, That's mean. Sorry. So GarageCon, <laughs> January thirtieth, two thousand twenty one. One uh, day only. <laughs> the January thirtieth is the day of the tournament. Um, if you guys show up the day before or Friday night, I'm sure there will be some, um, revelries going on in the near, nearby bar, um, and having a good Which time. Which bar? There. I'm thinking well, the yard. I'm thinking the yard. I, I, did, I yeah. talked to, I talked to Drew today and if, if Drew has this play, um, Hey, ill wife, let him come play with us, please. <laughs> We'd really like to see Drew again. Come on. Um, he asked, he asked, you know, what, what's the timing? You know, if, if I do come down, what what's this look like? How much dice time are we going to roll? And I told him flat out that for all of you guys that are making the trip, we're going to make it worthwhile. We're going to maximize as much dice throwing and battle tech conversation as we possibly you're gonna, can. You're going to get sick of looking at dice. Yep. That's how much fun it is. 
And we're going to force Andrew to play because sometimes he doesn't play. I'm going to fuck everybody up, dude. <laughs> I got a list. Whoop. I ain't scared of shit. So that's, why, <laughs> that's why I took the day off, so Andrew wouldn't have to play host. <laughs> wah, wah. So the schedule right now, and I don't see it changing very much, um, we'll probably start the tournament at 1 o'clock or 1.30. Uh, I'm going to say 1 o'clock because it's it's – it's not like noon, you know, I hate starting things at noon because it's like, well, let's eat first, you know, because I always hate, <laughs> I hate stopping tournaments to eat and let's just get it out of the way. Um, if we can start earlier, we can start earlier, but uh, I'm, I'm pegging one o'clock, kind of a start time. That's not like a, if you're not there by one o'clock, we're, we're starting without you kind of a thing. If you give us a heads up any, anyhow on Facebook, email, um, if you can direct message us through messenger or something like that, or on discord, that would be better because, uh, then we can start creating a list of the people that are going to be there. Um, we know, we know it's extremely informal, but as, as much communication as we can get, if you plan on coming, if you're like 80% sure you're going to make it, let us know so that mm-hmm. we can start getting the list together and start planning so that we can make sure that the event is what we want it to be. And also, yeah. And also if you're running late, I mean, we have your information. We can get a hold of you. So we can like, are you coming or like how far out are you kind of a thing? So, um, that just helps on our end, excuse me, to be able to reach out and find you and make sure you are coming and and whatever. Um, if you're looking at coming Friday, um, and then staying over, there is, uh, two hotels in town. Again, guys, this is Orange City, Iowa. It's a town of 6,000 people. So it's not going to be really hard to find the hotels. Just Google Orange City, Iowa hotels. There's two in town. Oh, hell. So right hotels are, uh, hotels are right across the road from where we're going to play too. So, well, so you can, you can crawl maybe. back to your hotel across yeah. four lanes. So the one thing that I am going back and forth with is the location of where we're going to play at. So the garage that we have uh, scheduled for, there is some parking issues. And it is snow time. Tommy and Matt will be able to attest to this. It is that mud parking lot with all the snow could get real bad. Shit. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. And there's also a restaurant that uses that parking lot. So there's like six to eight cars there. So I have two backup plans. One is we will either do it in my uh, construction shop. Um, I'll clean it out. There's plenty of space there. Um, uh, It's it's private parking, so we won't have to worry about parking. Um, Internet's available, all this other stuff. So that might be the one route we go. If not, we I also have talked to uh, my local golf course and uh, possibly using the event hall. Uh, he did not know if I could get an answer on whether we can bring our own alcohol in. So Boo. if we can, that might be a great, great place to go. Or we can keep it nice and quaint and uh, just have it here at this office. I think I think the, the, the original location is probably going to be dicey. So, but don't worry, we, not, we'll have plenty of space for everyone. You, you mean not, before. the weather in Iowa is not predictable? <laughs> mm-hmm. What? Yeah. So, 
Uh, it'll be the fun. Changing of the seasons. It's gonna be a great time. Uh, has the boat been moved? The boat has not. <laughs> the boat has not been moved, but it's not really hard to move the boat, kind of a thing. Ball that was never. That was never gonna be the problem. The problem was, like I said, parking, and uh, we want to do some live streaming, so I'd have to get internet hooked up, which isn't a problem. It's just, it's mostly the parking, and. I think if we could just do it off-site, of you know, away from, you know, other businesses trying to conduct business, I think right. it might might be a better way to go. So, because we do want to stay favorable yes. with the community. <laughs> I mean, the book, they, the they rent the building from me. I could tell them all to go fuck off and go park in the other spot, but and then we could just move into there, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, all Andrew has to do is lean up against it, and that boat will move, right? Yeah, it, it's not hard to move it. I've moved that boat many times. But <coughs> so anyway, um, yeah, we're planning on doing uh, four to five rounds of uh, three fifty Alpha Strike, um, depending on how many people show up. Uh, bring your list. Bring if, your list. If anybody, or wants if you don't to... have, if you don't have a list, let us know so we can get you one. Uh, and actually, have we gotten individual emails set up yet? Or would the 350 list at wolfstraygoons.com yes. be the place to send it? Uh, that would be the place to send it. Yeah. If and, there's questions. Yeah. If there's questions, or um, I would just appreciate it since I'm going to be doing the commentary, just so that way I know what I'm looking at, because I will not be there in person. So, oh, yeah. If, if, uh, if you're going to be part of the stream email the list so i can say <laughs> oh yeah that that is a phoenix hawk 2c 58 and not a 57 i can, <laughs> I can tell the difference and yeah, awesome. they, they might get that shit if, out of there it's if anybody i mean if it starts at one o'clock so if anybody wants to roll dice before one o'clock let us know that too oh 100 easily I will have the whole day off as well it's yeah yeah it's uh it's gonna be a full day of festivities i'm really looking forward to it it's gonna be a good time um we're gonna be streaming the whole thing as you as mentioned before our one and only lore master here dirks is gonna uh, uh kind of call the call the play-by-play for us yeah I'm, I'm gonna talk <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't know anything beyond that, but I'm the talk. That is and up. That is up to uh, Charles if he wants to get any like color commentators on. Uh, <laughs> you'll have to contact him for that. Um, I think I figured out the way how to do it to where uh, you could bring guests on if you want and still Ooh. stream it. So um, I think the idea is to run most of it through Discord and then output it to YouTube. So. Um, but yeah, it'll be live on our Wolfnet Radio Podcast YouTube page, um, starting at. Uh, we'll probably start streaming at noon just to make sure all the kinks are worked out and the lighting is right and everything. Um, so that'll be a good time. Head over there, join the chat room. Just, just as we're talking about it, then we should get a chat room set up and make sure that Charles is admin so that he can add people to it. Yep, check. So that we don't just end up with a whole bunch of people. Charles will have some control over that. Agreed. Thing, so. Yes, yeah. give me the control. Get out <laughs> of my chat channel. Give <laughs> him all the power. But now, okay. guys, because I'm not coming, other people are. What should they bring? <laughs> 350. 
A three fifty. Okay. Bring three fifty. Bring your dice. Bring a dice tray. Bring a measuring stick. Tool. Um, <laughs> treat it. Laser. Treat it. Treat it. Treat this as if you were going to a convention to play in a tournament. Yes. Um, Miniatures with three colors. Now that we're now that we're saying no, it's, that, it's 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 casual. It's casual, Aww. but we're running the tournament. Okay, yes. fine. Good. Then I don't have to paint the rest of mine. It's where I'm at too. <laughs> I don't want to rush. <laughs> I'm trying, but it's, yes. it's going slow. If you if you bring unpainted miniatures, you will be fine. If you have a uh, you know a stand in or something like that, it'll be. This is again casual, but. I mean, don't let that deter you from painting your your unit up because painted units are better than not painted units. So, and it's, this may be your best chance to have best looking list. It's it's like that. Me, <laughs> it's like that. Uh, 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 Caribbean. But they're painted. Uh, yes, but they're. I was just <laughs> yeah, going to say Pirates of the Caribbean uh, meme where it's painted. like, yes. it's like those are the worst painted minis I've ever seen. And Captain Jack's like, but they are painted. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I was I was playing this weekend and a uh, brand new guy and he showed up with all painted miniatures and he made a comment about it and I said to be honest with you I don't think in three years I've played a three fifty with a painted miniature on the table yet so <laughs> I gotta fix that yeah we gotta fix that. <laughs> I'm and, I'm a couple units away from having a full painted 350 list. Rock me on. too. Me too. Me too. You guys, mine get on mine it. Are primed. Mine are primed. I just got to get some color on them. Stiff the on fingers. It. I got I got a whole 350. I got oh geez, well maybe after after my mishap that broke a few of my minis. My oh, Great yeah. Death Legion has uh, had some uh, setbacks, but that that's got to be about a solid sixty percent done. So I'm I'm a, I have one hundred and sixty percent. You got a few in the repair bay right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the mech was easy to fix. It was the uh, oh man, like the br- people talk about the brittleness of the uh, <laughs> don't the drop them, they explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so a, a metal mini fell on my ent- elemental stand and I have an elemental that broke off at the leg and his arm, his arm, uh, his went, claw arm broke went off. Pin, so. Went pinwheeling yeah. into the next room. That is prime real estate for uh, some really good basing material. Yeah, except I, that I, I had <laughs> both of those chalked up for something. So I kind of need those two elemental points. We'll send you well, some. I guess, well, I guess it sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is this my I mean, problem? I mean, I got tweezers <laughs> and I have uh, plastic glue, so I'll figure something out. Um, bring uh, two copies of your list, please. Two copies. Um, let's see. Basically, everything uh, that you need to bring is in the uh, the rule set. Yeah, the, the biggest thing there, I think, is to make sure that you bring the cover sheet of the MUL. Make sure that you have that cover sheet, because that's that's a requirement for just a double check to make sure that you're points. valid in points and all of that kind of thing. Um, Unfortunately, the cover sheet of the MUL doesn't show if you changed any of the skills. It doesn't, but it's still... 
uh, thing to to had. I mean, that's that's step one, right? When you get to your new player, hey, I'm Andrew. Here's my list. You're gonna let people take a look at what your three full 350 is, and then go from there. So that that's where that comes into play. Perhaps we should uh, move on to battle reports now. Yeah. Or it would so we're not forgetting anything. I think people should bring their good attitude. <laughs> it's about don't fun. be a dick. No dicks. And uh, since you are traveling, you know, for a safety brief, ensure that you get plenty of sleep and take time to stop, refuel your vehicle, get some caffeinated beverages, and mind the rules of the road and exercise Mario. caution. Don't speed or the ill wife will become cross. <laughs> yes. We'd, the ill wife, we, we want her to be happy with us so you can come back and play again. Mm-hmm. So don't upset the ill wife. If you need a ride from the airport, just let us know. And we'll get you a ride. <laughs> yeah, if we got people flying in, that'd be freaking awesome. <clears throat> um, yeah, but anyway, so I think that Seneca. It. Sorry. Seneca, Seneca, I'm calling Seneca, you out. Get your, ass on, in, man. get your ass to Minnesota. Cheese. To Iowa. Cheese. Cheese. Bring the cheese. That'll be fun. Yes, bring the cheese. That's awesome. You want to bring four Arctic wolves? You've had yeah. seven. You've you can. <laughs> you can have six. Nice. Yeah, you can, as long as you have the different variants of the standards and the omnis, it's fine. You can only bring two. And the twos. Shush. Nope. nope. There's, <laughs> there's, there's standard, there's omni, and there's mm-hmm. arctic wolf two, so you mm-hmm. can have six. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And they're it's, all it's feasible. very much the same. It's beautiful. <laughs> so those minis you spent a lot of time on, you can bring those. You can make it work. Just gotta, Just got to play with the numbers. And now that now that the everything's caught up and updated with us, that's great. But anyway, so, yeah, sorry to cut you off earlier. No, that's good. That's good. We we, oh, we were segueing. We reminding were moving is good. forward. Uh, battle reports. Uh, I'm gonna go last on mine because <laughs> go figure. My headphone is dying on me, so I'm gonna charge it quick. So. Oh my god. <laughs> Again. Again. Get accorded. Well, we've done like three or four podcasts last like. You know, I have this spare headset. I'm gonna throw at you. I I have one. I got one too. How many podcasts does a guy have to be on? I'm just lazy. Well, between (laughs) our talks and our podcasts, I will be oddly quiet for the next five minutes. Don't freak out. That is pretty (laughs) odd. All right, I'll go first. Blaine, Blaine, are you getting this? That's odd. That he's gonna be quiet. That's odd. You guys, you guys got you guys got stuff you want to talk about for the recent or recent yeah, battle reports. Well, well, I think that their theirs ties into coaches though. Heavily. Okay, so so mine's mine's really really new. Um, I had a <laughs> gentleman. I had a gentleman that reached out to me this past Monday, and he was like, "Hey, remember when we met at uh, Fallout, and you said you teach me Alpha Strike." Yeah, and he's like, I heard you guys do this 350 thing too. So, can I learn Alpha Strike while doing that? Hell yeah, you can. Somebody so, heard of us? Cool. <laughs> Bob uh, Bob Mahoney came over and I uh, had him play against Max, and we we got him learned we learned it in him up, and uh, I ran over to his place today and ran another scenario. So, uh, really good stuff. Um, he's uh 
he's a, a Mar Marian hegemony individual. So he had a lot Ooh. of intro tech stuff. And I, I, I asked him, I asked him today before I came over, I'm like, Hey, I have a list that I'm running for garage con. Is it okay if I bring that with to try it out? And Bob has got a great personality. He's got a great um, love of the game. And he's like, sure, bring it on over. Well, my, my clan force was, it was pretty ugly and he, he took it, he took it really well, but it was, it was one of those very telling things that it, there are lists and then there are lists. So, um, be prepared that, you know, these first couple of rounds and the first times that you're going to be together, one of the most exciting things about these events are going to be what are people bringing in their list? Because it's going to be all over the board. People are going to have very different ideas about how to do things, which is fantastic. That's the whole point. And know that you might have a list that just trumps everything, and you might have a list that you're going to struggle with. Um, just remember number one rule is we're there to have fun and try and learn something while we're doing it. So um, I think Bob was going to go back to the drawing board and fix a couple of things, but uh, had a great, great weekend with uh, Bob and uh, Max. Tim showed up yesterday and uh, good weekend to roll some dice. That's why I missed movie night. I had, I had people here till one o'clock last night. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. So, but so. Let, let me get this straight though. So you had him come over, play your kid. He played Max. Max oh, Max. His, Max. Max. Okay, I, Max I misheard you. His... I thought he played your kid. No, no, my okay. my boy was my boy was in a mood yesterday. He he could have played, but he was in a mood, so he. Okay. Okay. I, well, I, I said, take it back then. You're not nice around people right now, so you can't be here. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I thought, I thought I, I, I heard that you had him like play against your kid to learn. And then you brought out your, your tournament list and it's like, that, that that's like sparring with your buddy. And then he's like, oh yeah, go step in the ring with Tyson. It'll, it'll be fine. You know, well, like, oh, that, you, you know that, actually, that actually kind of happened at a go-go because my daughter played Matt a couple of times and she's like, I lost all the time. She says, but I learned something. I learned something. And Matt was still trying to figure out that C3 system that he was running, which after watching him play, there's some viability to that. Um, was that I'm, still playing, I'm still playing around with that one a little bit yet too. But um, So the, the funny part was my, my son had a basketball game yesterday as well, which is another reason why he didn't play. And my daughter was running up and down and up and down. And Bob goes that's Andrew's daughter, right? And he's like cyclone and both Max and Tim lost their shit. And you're like, yep, that's the cyclone. Cause she came busting in and busted back out. <laughs> so like everybody, everybody got a good giggle out of that. She, she was kind of oblivious to it, but it, it, it made me laugh and kind of swell with a little pride on the inside. So it's good. Um, call sign. She's loving it. <clears throat> she's the, both the kids are extremely excited to be playing. Um, and during garage con too. So when well, they Maybe. did well, the first garage con too, they did it. They they're learning they well. and they're, you know, they're excited. They're 14 and 12 and I'll be bringing them with to Gen Con this year. So, 
um, they're really wanting to know how all of this works and they're they're old enough now to understand that when we sit down to play it's it's an event i mean it's not well i feel like playing this one and i don't feel like playing that one it's we're here to play and roll some dice so um it'll be fun i'm excited and it's always fun to play with your kids so it's is it kind of like that over the top where it's like i turned my hat back it's like a switch (laughs) (laughs) it's time to play no not quite we're not quite there yet but Hopefully, that'd be pretty cool. Hopefully, sooner or later, when they you know beat some really top players, and be like, "I murdered them." <laughs> Zena, Whoa, get scary there. I remember Z played Aaron the first round that she played, or whatever, and she's like, "I almost had him on that one round," and I'm like, "Babe, you get one round, and then you take the next one, and you take the next one, and pretty soon you're winning the game." And she's she's way more into it than than why it is right now. But I think that's. Cause he's a 14 year old boy and it's not cool. Nothing's cool. So he's well, got my, other stuff on his mind. Well, I, I, <laughs> I'm just wondering here, is there a correlation between getting a call sign and getting involved? I don't know if that's the, I mean, I know that for her, that, that really sparks some stuff for her. Um, I think Aaron gave Wyatt a call sign that he was not thrilled about at all, which I don't think helped. But yeah, uncles um, do that. <laughs> well, no, I'm, well, I'm just yeah. thinking like that might be the way to grow the 350 in Alpha Strike is just go to a convention and instead of saying hello, my name is, it's my new call sign is, and we just go around randomly assigning people call call signs. Usually, it's something they have to do that's like a mistake where they have to get it or something. That's kind of like I mean the. What? But to be honest with you, I think from a kid's standpoint, I know, especially with my daughter, being able to get the call sign and then seeing when we were streaming it and having, because I was doing the commentary at that time and people were asking how Cyclone was doing during the chat. So I was letting her know, hey, people, people are asking, people want to know. And I think that really helped kind of get her excited as well. So, you know, getting a call sign to a kid that, you know, they can feel good about and have others being asked. And, you know, it just builds enthusiasm. Um, that do, positive reinforcement is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Do, do you she, dare share what Wyatt's call sign was? To be honest you, with you, I don't, I don't remember what it was, man. Where's coach when you need him. Yeah. He's, oh yeah. He's charging his ears. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it is, but he wasn't very thrilled with it. Um, so we'll 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 figure something out. He's a Kirita guy, so. Oh, what? Well, we, we should be able well, to figure something out. Tommy, see, Tommy can fix that. Up, yeah. Tommy can fix that this weekend. Well, we should just call him Cage. Uh, sure, we Cage. can make him a, a new Jade Falcon fan. I don't <laughs> think that will happen. Or or maybe maybe we can talk Aaron into just walking up to Y and just being like, "Hey, kid, I'm changing your name to Straight Razor." straight razor he's trying to he's like dad i'm gonna grow a beard and i'm like dude you're gonna be waiting a couple of years yet <laughs> right of passage he could still grow a beard um, better than aaron i bet he he most likely could that's true hands down hands down has probably a true statement could could we have a, a beard growing or mustache growing competition between them two this the weekend <laughs> 
16 year old versus 37 year old 14 versus 37 they look about the same i I mean (laughs) about even yeah the four of us probably use razors more often than aaron does i haven't used a razor in four years well that's what i'm saying all four of us have beards i mean he is a construction (laughs) worker he cuts open a lot of boxes and i'm sure he uses a razor more than we do every day <clears throat> Let's well, see. Yeah, well, coach is all, hey, I, I'm going to be back so I can talk about the match that we all had. And why don't I just pop in something out of the blue and just switch something around here for like, uh, I was going to add, <clears throat> I was going to throw in some TONE, which I was, it was just kind of like a brainstorming thing of, of like past uh, lore and then recent and, and um, looking at our combined arms. And what I came up with was just monitoring what we were seeing in spec ops units and some of the lore, what they listed. And I was seeing is that, does that work with, does the lore information of TO and E, the, basically the, the equipment motor pool that you have available with your type of faction unit is, would, does it work with the 350 format? And it kind of does, and you can twist it, modify it, however you need to. But I was looking at, like, Hour of the Wolf we had with the 7th um, Commando. There were bandits, um, Savannah Masters. And we had to try and find some kind of paratrooper, spec ops troops, um, which was kind of fun. And that didn't really have a lot to put together, but it's kind of like a fun start with a vehicle transport and infantry or something. And then... Did you want to make a comment on that? Um, you know, the Badger the Badger and Bandit were designed, you know, a lot around the Sevens for the Dragoons when they came out. Um, I, I, did, I did poke Brent um, and asked him, where the hell are our, our stats for our Zoomers? Yeah. You know, the, the Zoomer has now been illustrated twice in fiction, and I... I gathered some information and, and shot it off over to him like yeah we need a data man, sheet on that That'd we, be fun. we need some stats on this thing because that could be a that could be an interesting little unit in 352 i mean one structure it moves 20 <laughs> inches and carries five elementals or something for like two points that'd be that'd be something to take a look at and uh and i was also looking at I, I recently p- finally found a, a copy I could get my hands on of um, uh, Surrender Your Dreams. And I was looking at the Fidelis, and they had their Fidelis Spec Ops here. units yeah. with, um, they were linked with uh, Errant Knights or yep. Rots. And um, yep. they ran like uh, groups of uh, Kage. And, uh, Kage! Kage! There's Aaron. <laughs> oh, yeah. we, we just had to make a call. <laughs> if you're ever out hunting coaches, just you just, know how to lure him in. <laughs> just say Kage. <laughs> hunting coaches. <laughs> or get or get another beer or something like that. So with the Fidelis and Surrender Your Dreams with uh, the the Knights, they were running uh, some Kage and a Vapor Eagle, Hellstar, Hellion, a Mars tank. Which was the Fidelis, or were those units in the Republic of the Sphere Force that they were attached to? That was the interesting part of, of researching that too. It's I didn't get into 
too deep okay. specifics of where they originated. But it was interesting to see that, you know, they they would um, modify each unit or, or weapon system or mech or platform. Yeah. All of their platforms, correct. Individually, um, instead of keeping them stock, which is, is really... Um, that's very... That's a very Fidelis thing, yeah. So that was fun to see. Like, could I put a 350 list with a Mars tank, Hellion, Hellstar, Vapor Eagle, Kage together? Yes, in, in some shape or form. But would it work with Synergy and, you know, have an oomph? What would I have to add to it? And it's fun to look at some of those lists and get started. And then also looking at uh, Schmetzer's story in, uh, was it the Battle Corps of Feral? Feral, yep. That was uh, some Nighthawk MK-22s. Yep. Warhawk, Stormcrow, Nova, and then possibly Black another, yeah. some type of other medium assault mech, or excuse me, medium Omni mech that wasn't mentioned, um, <clears throat> but was listed as uh, a lance and some infantry. It's kind of neat. Like, you, you develop a f- faction, you look at the the smaller units under that umbrella and you can start picking out through some lore what they're running and that gets kind of fun to see if it's viable in some of the listings of tabletop if it's not if it's just really fun and cool to see what they're using the first the first two years of doing this i built my first 350 off of the whiz kids gamma regiment pack mm-hmm mm-hmm I had all the units from that, and that's that's how that's how I started my first 350. Which you know, it played pretty well for a Gen One list, and it was fun. Well, and I mean, if anybody out there knows anybody at Catalyst, we could use a new Spec Ops handbook. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean the, the Spec Ops handbook was what like ninety ninety three. 98? I know. No, not ninety eight. No, it's got to be old. So I got to, you know, to follow up with Matt's conversation about the Fidelis and units and things like that. I mean, if you're being, if you're special forces, and I mean, I, I I've heard stories of, you know, from Marv and, and some others when they've been deployed, when they run across or they're bivouacked with some SEAL teams. Um, how, how diverse of, of equipment is available to, to those guys? I mean, when you start taking a look at, they have a mission, and you know, like when you look at the, the Taliban, um, Bin Laden, when they went to go take his compound, right? They they built a compound for them to train in, to test in, to to, to go after. If they're going to build a f- complex for them to train to to go do with this mission how much equipment is available to them as well. I mean, if they have a mission to go do something, will they go acquire Nighthawks no matter how rare they are because of their stealth capabilities and it, the way it allows them to move? Or do they go acquire a Mars tank, you know, a, a clan assault tank that <clears throat> could fit the bill, but it might be hard to, to acquire. How does where's where's the line drawn how how does that how does that work i mean that's that could be a really long and interesting conversation too with with some of the with some of the military backgrounds we've had it you 
the more specialized. Uh oh, we're losing Matt. Matt died. Uh oh, Matt died. The higher the really clearance, there he goes. The higher the clearance <laughs> you have, it seems like the more individualized Poison. and better quality your your equipment is going to be. If you're, you know, garrison. You don't change your equipment because it stays at the same to and e. That it doesn't really modify unless your mission has to change. But the more you have to have a specialized, modified, willing to be changed at a given notice, then you can draw more diverse units and assets than what you need on the mission. So I think the higher you get into, you know, the tiers of military. The more, units, yeah. The, the more, more, the larger the motor pool you can pull from, and the more specialized and individualized and modified stuff to make it fit that mission that need. Yep. See, I, no, just, I, I just want to say, intelligence operations, copyright nineteen ninety three. Just looked it up. Well done. <laughs> Not bad for pulling that number. Well totally done. Out of well great. done. I mean, so, you are the lore master, so I. <laughs> hey it, it it probably changed just to line up with what I said. That's that's the power I have. Sorry, Tommy. What were you saying? Oh, well, I was gonna say is when so like I when I was in uh, Iraq, I I specifically worked with EOD. I wasn't EOD. I was combat engineer. Um, so we worked with EOD. So the only thing that we <clears throat> And they had everything that they needed, except for one thing. The one thing that always we always ran out was uh, C four. <laughs> so, do you ever really have enough of that, though? No, no, so, no, um, no. So you can always make a bigger boom. When we got extended uh, past our one year uh, in two thousand four, uh, we got um, we received a whole, pretty much a whole cart a pulled cart of just all it was was straight c4 so whenever eod ran out we ended up trading c4 for fun with toys day if you know what i mean <laughs> like barrett 50 cows barrett 50 cal that's what we had so well, we didn't have Barrett 50 cal we had the 50 cal ammunition and eod had the 50 cows the single punch you from 3,000 meters I mean, and that was just one of the many toys that they had. They had the robots. They had everything. They had a, all their whole vehicle was filled with it. So, yeah, to the point where you don't want to sign off on the uh, <laughs> the document, the stack of documents that is like, here's here's your T O and E. Um, you need to sign for this before you leave the gate. Like, oh, geez, that's like. 26 27 30 million 40 50 million damn and then we look at some of our equipment it's like one two million <laughs> some change <laughs> like pocket change but still life saving equipment so yeah uh special group more specialized yeah the more toys you get Okay. And so I, I figured I figured it would be something like that, but it's just good to validate your thought process. 
When I, I would, I would challenge that Fidelis are, are like the only ones that customize. Because you, are you really trying to tell me that Coach does not have a mini fridge in his Bandit? <laughs> Damn right I do. Right, total customization. And, and a humidor. <laughs> For stogies. Yep. Because when we celebrate a mission, we really celebrate a mission. <laughs> We don't fuck around. <laughs> play hard, work hard, play hard. Play, work hard, play hard. That's okay, that's so, that's always fun. Like when the first sergeant comes out, he's like, "Hey, you know, you guys, we got a tough mission tomorrow. Like, I want you to go climb in your racks, look like you've been sleeping, and get ready to get up and get dressed again." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we, too late. So, uh, coach get you caught up we skipped over your guys's game your battle report so what you guys played a game i heard we did uh <laughs> so schluter came down uh for uh the night he was trucking and he was trucking and so we met up the four of us rolled some dice and i got to play matt and um, so he brought his. Uh, he's still big on a C three I list. He's 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 uh, refining that and uh, working out the kinks in that and stuff like that. So that damn vanquisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that vanquisher is sore subject. It's it's a thing. It's a it's, beast. It's a, it's a beast. beast. Especially when he he's getting really good now with putting it in water. <laughs> just just camping up like he's just i'm okay i'm here and i'm not gonna move very far so this is what i brought to the and party. i took my uh we were playing king of the hill and i took uh just kind of my 2c list um it was pretty basic i can't really remember everything that's in it but um so it was it was going about how i thought it would uh he had a cut he had two rounds of just garbage rolls i mean they were mario rolls um ones and or twos and threes <laughs> he, and fours and, he and, struggled the whole weekend it was it was bad so it, it ultimately came down to um and i couldn't win initiative to save my life so he had a locust <laughs> and i think he still had his vanquisher not his vanquisher right and a marauder battle armor and <laughs> I was collecting points, but at the same, and and he was just kind of like um, in X Wing. There's a thing that you know, you just kind of you can read the tea leaves on the battlefield, and you just reach across like, "Hey, man, good game," you know, do the concession kind of a thing. And I'm like, "Well, hold on here a second. You know, there's like 20 minutes or 10 minutes left. Like, if you just keep winning initiative, I'm never gonna be able to. All I had left was a Marauder 2C or a Warhammer 2C." I'm like, I'm never going to be able to, like, keep your locust that moves 30 inches in my in my firing arc. And you can just keep plinking away at me from behind. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then that happened a round or two. Like, I kept losing initiative. He's like, oh, okay, maybe I do maybe still have a chance here. And, and uh, time kept going down. And then, you know, naturally he lost initiative. <laughs> I just one-shot at his locust off the board. But I know there had been, this actually started a, a really good conversation about, you know, how do we handle situations, because it's not spelled out very well in the rules, about either conceding, conceding 
or what happens if there are no opponents or there's no your opponent doesn't have any forces left you destroyed everything but there's still time left in the in the round and um so this was kind of a very long discussion for all of us uh trying to come up with something that we can come up with and and i th- and i'll probably just quickly go over uh, a little bit what we did i mean one the the name of it that we came up with is not tabling pro protocol sucks <laughs> Uh, to the chagrin of uh, one particular member, but um, we're thinking about in the future adding in these uh, a couple of rule changes or additional rules to the 350. And um, one which is will be called, tested, which which will be tested at GarageCon. Right, we're going to test this at a GarageCon and see how it comes up. Um, it's called the No Opponent Protocol or No Op for short. Basically, it's if at any time. Uh, once the game is started, if at any time there's no opposing forces, uh, the game, if if at any time there is no opposing forces and the game still has time left, uh, the player left with forces receives one additional objective, and in the case of uh, abandonment, and I'll go into that, they receive half the MOV of the units remaining on the board. So we went through a couple of different variations. One was, do we put a time limit on um on rounds you know if there's if there's no other opposing forces effectively your opponent isn't isn't even in the game anymore do we put a time limit on rounds uh do we just automatically give because what we didn't want to do is give them the full objective points like say one of the instances was say there's 30 seconds left um, how long would a round take if there's no opposing forces? I mean, is it a one-second thing? Uh, in the in the case of King of the Hill, if I've got one mech in there, um, I can just speculate that I've gotten all four objectives. Well, it's kind of not the theme of what we're going for, and it, it, there's a lot of pitfalls in things like that. Um, so basically what we came up with was uh, if this situation ever happens, and one of the reasons is, is we don't want people to play the game disregarding the objectives and just go kill everything, right? That's not a good, I mean, pro tip, it's not a good strategy, is to just go kill everything. And, and then, it's not objective-based. Right. So in that situation, to kind of hamper that mentality and to reward someone who, you know, by chance did destroy all of his opponent's forces... Um, you're basically going to receive one additional objective. So if you've already scored two objectives and your opponent has no forces left, uh, you will get one additional obje- objective and um, and you'll get all the MOV because you obviously destroyed everything. Well, let's, let's, let's take a step back on that one and explain that one a little bit because the, 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 the one thing that came up for that was bunkers. If I take my stand-up fight list and all I do is defend bunkers, the whole game, I don't even cross midfield. And I, and I hit everything and I table my opponent. You should not get the full four points, the four objective points, because you haven't even attempted to get any of the objectives on the other side of the table. We don't feel it's fair for... A person to receive objective points when you haven't even attempted 
to go after said objective opponents. And, I definitely agree with that. And and to to backtrack again, the reason that we went with one objective point was to follow the standard of what we have in place for a buy. A buy is one objective point and a hundred MOV. So to that that's how we settled at one objective point is because we already had the precedent in place. Mm-hmm. And so then it came up with the other rule or situation is we understand that sometimes people have to leave the game board. Um, they're getting a phone call or they have to leave early or have to do this. Sometimes uh, people just get so mad that they quit the game. Or they just had too many burritos and they get a <laughs> drop trial. And, and they're going to be in the bathroom for a while. So in this situation, we're calling this uh, abandonment. Now, to make sure this isn't recklessly used to either help out a friend or something like that, you're only allowed to abandon one game per tournament. Um, if you if you try to do it again, you're disqualified, um, and that's, that's just not a, a good way to go. But we understand that sometimes people are going to have to leave. So what do we do in that situation? Well, this is when it comes back to the the no-op, no-opponent protocol rule where the game ends. Uh, If a player decides to abandon the game, their opponent is rewarded half of the point value rounded up of all the units that are left at the table at the time of abandonment, and they will receive one additional objective point. Um, It's just a super clean, nice way to do it. Um, it, it, It's... uh, it rewards the player who's still playing, um, but it also doesn't. It, it it incentivizes people to go after objectives. That's the whole point of the game. So, again, if if you have three objective points and your player abandons, you will get a, a fourth. You'll get the additional objective. Uh, likewise, if you have zero objectives and you either kill everyone on the opposing forces or someone abandons the game you're playing, uh, you'll get one objective. And in the case of abandonment, you will get half the points or half the PV of all the units that are left at the at the table at the time. So we kind of decided that this was a really clean, nice way to take care of a problem that could become more of a problem than it needed to be. So we're, we're just really happy with... It, it, it's just a, a very... Uh, short little addition to the rules that can take care of a problem that uh, I could see uh, judges and tournament organizers running into. So, And what I learned from this is X-Wing players cause problems. Oh, man. Yes, they do. <laughs> so Matt, Matt and I played, were playing during that same time, and I got slaughtered with his – he was having his good unit uh, testing out his uh, the last king of the hill, and we came up with a scenario that we've never came across before, which is weird because how much games we've played. Tommy um, overheated the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> with some, yes, some I guess. Two, I guess having a couple salamanders on the board that do two heat, it ruined my and, day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it ruined somebody's day. So just this so awesome. everybody knows. Um, if your unit is shut down due to heat, 
and he or she is in the king of the hill circle, he still scores points. Right. So yeah. Lucky. We even clarified that further that shutdown units are considered to be active units when pertaining to all objectives. Um, if, if they are unfortunately shut down in, in the capture the flag deal uh, template, I mean, they, they will pick up the flag. It, it's not a physical flag. It's just a, uh, a marker. But <laughs> again, if you're shut down, it's not going to take very long to get to get the flag back. So, And you got bigger problems with, to deal with. Yeah, you got bigger down. problems. Like, <laughs> you're going to get whacked. <laughs> I, I, I just put this together. Did you use the Redline Pilot quote because you got shut down, Burns? No, oh. I was looking at the re- no, I was looking at the red line way before this. It just happened. Oh good, man, I thought you tied it all it's together. I was like, man, good I was just like pretty new. That was a pretty little ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have taken credit for that, man. Yeah, I would have. Oh, yeah. definitely. Oh yeah, nice, nice. That was a good zinger. I love it. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. I like that. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah it was uh it was a good game and it and it forced us to kind of come up uh, and that's the nice thing and like i said the 350 we we spent a long time play testing this and it still comes up to be uh situations that we normally wouldn't have had unless we played it out um so i think we like i said i, I think we're 98 percent confident in the rules that we have but there's always going to be that two percent out there that um, you just have to make a new rule or make a slight change to a rule, and and that those things will happen. But um, it was it was a good addition. I'm glad that situation came up because um, that would be a that would be a nightmare scenario for a judge or a TO to have to deal with. All right, since we're finished with that, how about we move on to this history we brief? Thought, yeah, okay. Let's take a break. <laughs> Take a break. I gotta pee. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Take a break. I gotta pee. Say again. <laughs> Take a break. I gotta pee. Can you hold it? You want to keep? You want to keep doing this? <laughs> well, is it raining? Anyways, outside? like because I hear the pitter pattering against the wall. All right. Window. Since our cast members have to utilize latrine, this time history brief will be brought to you by Aries Games and Comics. Correction, miniatures. Damn it. Ooh, he's and, gonna start uh, doing comics too. That's cool. Thanks, Rob. Uh, take two. This history brief will be brought to you by Charles Gideon. This month's WolfNet Radio podcast is proudly supported by Aries Games and Miniatures. AriesGamesAndMinis.com On this episode of WolfNet History Briefs, a nation on the brink of civil war invades its civil warring neighbor. Hello WolfNet and welcome to another installment of WolfNet History Briefs, where we take a look at what happened this month in the Battletech timeline. I'm Gideon. Here we go. The 23rd of January, 3067. The Federated Commonwealth's Civil War is nearing its bloody climax and the inner sphere watches as the once great nation burns. One periphery nation, however, sees an opportunity. On this date, the Torian Concordant began its invasion of the Federated Sun's half of the former state, which would become known as the Pleiades Campaign. The Suns and Torians had been at odds for centuries, but this friction was ratcheted up nine months earlier when a portion of the fighting Urukai, 
A mercenary unit who had been under the employ of the Federated Sons jumped into the Taurus system, claiming fears that it was a spearhead attack or recon in force from the Sons. Grover Shraplin, protector of the Taurine Concordant, ordered the dropships destroyed. Naturally, once they learned of this, the rest of the fighting Urukai attacked Taurus in force. Their rage-fueled berserker attack only ended when those who were able to fight were killed in battle. Those who were unable to fight were captured, and either imprisoned or executed. These attacks, on top of several other questionable activities by Protector Shraplin, led to several planets seceding, creating the Calderon Protectorate. Shraplin found himself at the head of a nation ready to come apart at the seams. Even his military control was hanging by a thread, as the units he sent to quell the Protectorate uprising did so with less than their usual zeal. After all, he was asking them to attack the same people they had been protecting and fighting alongside only weeks before, and many in the Concordant, military included, sympathized with the secessionists. So that brings us back to January, when Shraplin attempts to divert all attention from the domestic issues by striking hard at the realm's ancient adversary. Initial attacks were very promising, but then the wheels began to come off the offensive. Spurred on by the early successes, the Pleiades Hussars struck out, without orders, at the Pleiades Cluster, which is where the unit was formed around 600 years earlier, but the Concordat had lost the planets to the Suns during their unification wars. As the rest of the campaign began to crumble, the attackers in the Cluster held firm. The Torian public began to support the holding of the Cluster worlds, and this was nearly its death knell. Shraplin saw it as a linchpin to his hold on power, and this led to him redirecting all Torian Defense Force resources to hold the planets, crippling the concordant economy in the process. Ironically, the most effective thing Shraplin did to further his agenda of war with the Federated Sons was to die. When Taurus was struck by an asteroid attack, killing most of the ruling parties in the government and military, the Concordant galvanized behind the idea of punishing their neighbors. Sparse evidence at the time did indicate Davian involvement in the attack, but if I were to guess, I would bet the responsible party were telecommunication fanatics. Call it a hunch. Regardless of who triggered the renewed offensive, the fighting became barbaric as was common during the Jihad. Orbital bombardment, nuclear strikes, and perhaps most notably, the slaughter of several thousand dependents of the famed Hansen's Rough Riders mercenary unit followed. But what can be expected from a campaign named after a target that was attacked without orders and became the rallying cry for an entire nation? In my mind, there were three possible ways to interpret Shraplin's decisions to attack the Federated Sons. First, he may have been a simple opportunist who tried to buoy his rulership by politicizing the arrival of the fighting Urukai and their subsequent attack. Second, it might be that he was a reasonable ruler who was beset on all sides by enemies and naysayers. Third, and this is the one I find most likely, is that Shraplin had been devising this plot from the very beginning. I say this because there is evidence supporting the claims of the fighting Urukai that they were there, in fact, trying to find new employment and not attacking Taurus. Additionally, there are other shreds of information that point to the mercenary command informing Shraplin of their intentions prior to arriving in the Taurus system. If true, that would mean every innocent life lost, every nuclear detonation, 
or planet ravaged was in the name of one man's tenuous grasp of power. Just one more example of a leader destroying everything around them, in their own name. This is Gideon signing off, and remember, those who fail to learn from history are doomed. Well, coming back from our awesome history brief with Charles Gideon, brought to you by Aries Games and Miniatures. Thanks for that brief, Turks. Those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just everybody pretend like it was really good because I haven't recorded it <laughs> yeah. yet. Yay! Yay! Isn't that the best part? That was so awesome. The Woo. beauty of editing. Suckers. <laughs> All right, moving along. We'll just catch up with uh, Patreon. Um, what? Okay. Yeah, Patreon. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So I know we've been talking about it for a while that we're we've been hemming and hawing whether we're going to do a Patreon or not, um, and I think we've all settled on we're going to do a Patreon. I've started to kind of lay the groundwork of what the the site's going to look like or the Patreon thing is going to look like. Um, so I know a lot of people when they do Patreon they've got like four or five tiers of different stuff you can do and. You know, there's the dollar, the three dollar, the five dollar, the ten dollar, twenty dollar, and and it goes on and on and on. Um, we kind of, from my past experience uh, with Patreon, it can get out of hand real fast when you are promising Patreon members, you know, the world, and then trying to email start or trying to mail stuff out and constantly having the stuff going this way, and it just it. In my experience, it, it kind of took away from the overall experience of doing the podcast. So, um, what we're going to do for our Patreon is we're going to have just one tier. It's a $3 general support tier. Um, basically, what you're doing is you're helping us as the podcast, Wolfnet Radio Podcast, um, the, the Regiment, everything that we're doing here at WNRP. Um, we're just giving you an option to help us, help support us in some of the stuff we're doing. Um, let's, let's also be, be what it is too. The the biggest reason for the Patreon is to get us the ability to get out and press flesh. We want to get out to the conventions. We want to do events. <laughs> we want to, we want to get out, press, press flesh? the flesh, Whoa. press the flesh, man. That, that's, that's getting out there and meeting the people. That's, that's industry, industry speak right there. <laughs> That's and awesome. if you want to make comments, concerns, questions, is that kissing hands and shaking babies? <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah, there you no. go. <laughs> kissing hands and shaking babies. Mm. No, but we want to be able to get out to to some more events and and run events and and start promoting the 350 and and just shoot the shit with everyone. And the Patreon allows us. The Patreon allows us to maintain engaging the community building community putting us with the people so we can support them with events so they can get into BattleTech, whether it be alpha strike classic and uh, also having a lot of fun and this helps us continue to do that um whether with transport or per, you know getting the things to the fans it's not about us we don't make any money we don't really need any money we just need to support and keep it going for the fans. Right. And some cool swag we, to go along the way. Heck right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean that's we, all, we, it's all for them. Yeah, I mean we, we all have full-time jobs. This mm-hmm. is not a uh we're going to try to um 
live off you know we're, we're not gonna make a live living off of doing a podcast anything <laughs> no. like that um but it it we're, we're getting to the point where there's so many um like so many ideas and so many uh like it would be nice if somebody did this type thing and in order for us to be those people to do those things we well we're, we're just five dudes with microphones so you know little you know whatever support and you know and that's why we're doing just the uh just the single tier because it's not about oh these people gave this much money or they're they're bigger fans we it's nothing like that if you you know a few dollars and throw it throw it our way granted if you need it if you go go give to charity go give wherever else whatever is left if you got three bucks you know we'll happily put it back into the community but it's not a uh you know yeah it's not a money-making endeavor by any means yeah yeah because we don't want to deal with taxes <laughs> <laughs> yep so it's it's just uh to help us out uh to grow the community and uh that's that's kind of what we're we're asking for so uh, maybe uh, we're thinking probably a rollout uh, February, so be on be on the lookout for that. Um, we'll put it on our Facebook page and and uh, Discord stuff like that. So, yay! Three dollar make you holla! <laughs> yay! Oh, Three dollar make you holla! <laughs> I feel the enthusiasm. Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. All around. Well, 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 just just like the the three fifty rules, the the talk that we've had about Patreon has been go- ongoing for so long. It's just kind of like a, yeah, okay, here it is, guys. You know, <laughs> I, like we're tired of kicking this around. Eh, I think we've is. talked about Patreon for like two years. <laughs> the beginning. It's been yeah, a while. Just in the beginning. Hey, I'll be I'll be the first one to say I was a stick in the mud to say don't we don't need to do it, but. Well, and you also brought Here up the are. really the really good point that you know we have to establish ourselves and then have that consistency and have the the review and we're getting great feedback. So it's 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 exactly what you said. It's good. Well, and and I think that that's the difference between kind of our approach to it and what you might see other people trying to make a living off of it is yeah. it like it isn't about. It, it, it's much more of a hey we want people to just get to know us listen to the podcast we're going to do the podcast regardless yeah we're not going to we're not holding out we're not going to have paywalls of hey mm-hmm. if you if you give us more money you can talk to me on discord about lore no you're going to talk no. to me on discord about lore all you have to do is go to discord i'll be there <laughs> right like I, because that was one of the one of our biggest hang-ups is we don't want to take away something we're already doing and then tell people they have to pay for it or or just not be ourselves and not engage in the community and make them pay for it like that's not that's not our style so this is kind of what we settled on i hope everybody kind of follows our train of thought there (laughs) all right looks like it's shout out shout outs Should, should i go first 
Uh, you're first I'm on the show. Notes. I am first. You have the biggest. Listed. You have the biggest. You have, you have a list. You were, oh, you actually. T- I should probably oh, God, check he, that out as well. He's shouting so out everybody. First, first and foremost, we gotta wish the hot sauce, Kevin Dub, a, a very happy birthday. Oh, should we say Matt? one, yeah. two, three? Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. You. I don't know how that works. Happy birthday we were way off. Happy, Happy birthday, dear Bushido. Hot sauce, Kevin Dub. So Happy birthday to you. Oh, it goes the, on and on. The Wolf. sauce, <laughs> the sauce will be on the next podcast. So all right, now you can do the Marilyn Monroe version. Is that a promise? Happy That's a promise. That he, he's going to make it work. So quit your bitching. That'll, that will be exciting, <laughs> and uh, we can get him get get that notch in our belt. So everybody listening, go to the Facebook page. Give us the questions that you want us to ask. Oh, yeah. yeah. We should get a Brashido list going and see how see how well we can do a podcast on painting visuals. So mm. I know what I want to ask um, him. It's, it's just a matter of if, <laughs> if it's okay for the podcast. I think we've broken that wall many times. So. <laughs> Send it. Uh, second one is out to Bob Mahoney. Uh, Another guy that just uh, randomly decided to go meet some new people at a unfamiliar house and roll some dice. I just it, it continues to surprise me um, the BattleTech community and the fact that people are willing to take a chance and and that's it's exciting to see and, and refreshing to to have happen. And last but not least, right before the podcast, we heard from a little birdie that one of our own, Mr. Raymond White, has finally been accepted to CSO and Ooh. wanted to be the first to congratulate him. Uh, that is a huge accomplishment and um, well done. Uh, looking forward Yay, to seeing your stuff job, on, on CSO site. Way to go, Deacon. I mean, to be honest, though, the bird wasn't that small. <laughs> <laughs> the plump birdie. But congratulations, Ray. All right. I, I'm yeah, done. Get, uh, That's me. I'm good. Uh, recently, uh, we sent off a little parcel to Joff in uh, Australia that he finally received. Uh, was it Armored Game of Armored Combat box set? Because he did not actually have a tabletop game set. He likes the, he likes the computer games. So, trying to get him to dabble in a little bit of tabletop, we sent him a box set, and uh, he said. Uh, I received your parcel mail yesterday. Thank you very much. But he also said, uh, P.S., I do have your return address now. Like, oh, shit. (laughs) He knows where you live. Dun, dun, dun. It was pretty easy to find him, too. (laughs) And uh, another shout-out to uh, Derek War Crimes. Noel, uh, thanks for sending patches to some of the cast members who have received them. They look fantastic. Um, Also... uh, Thanks for your service out there defending freedom. That's all I got. All right. Yeah. Well, my shout outs are uh, Sean Gallagher um, because he actually is the one who suggested this month's history brief. Um, He did that months ago. Um, When I, I kind of, when I threw out the message on Facebook asking for suggestions, I realized I had done 
similar thing like a year before and he, so i thought i'd better go back and check and mm-hmm. there we go he had one for january um but my second shout out is for uh drew burgoyne because he gave a whole bunch of different ideas for uh history briefs so i appreciate both you guys and throwing out your ideas um and of course ray arastia you will always get a shout out for me buddy because your your engagement in the the fan base is awesome just just today i had a new player or not not new new player new to the lore ask about like what novels to read and i gave the best answer i could come up with and i cannot tell you how good it feels when you get the thumbs up from ray when you weren't sure about your answer it's just like oh okay yeah i, I did get that right i nailed it <laughs> so thank you ray <laughs> I, I i think you probably just don't get enough thanks in general so I, I'm, I'm here for you buddy i'm gonna give you a I might shout you out again next month. We'll see. Didn't you say that he was like your... your... He's my spirit animal. Yeah. (laughs) Spirit animal. Damn. (laughs) I I don't know if if he knows that. I don't know what his feelings on that might be. But it's... He uses... My my photo here for my backdrop, that's what he uses. I, I... Like, we are just on the same page so many times and i've only talked to the fellow the one time so yeah he's a big fan of fireball too what kind of spirit animal would that be oh geez (laughs) that's where he and i diverge paths (laughs) (laughs) nice my uh my shout outs going to i got a few quite a few of them uh, Coal Stove, Sadistic, and Remy, thanks for being partners or being a shadow uh, uh, kinship uh, on Tuesday Night Fights. Cheaters. Yeah. Che- yeah. And then... Um, cheaters. <laughs> we mean cheaters. Whoa, whoa. There's wait, a wait, story wait. here. Collusionists. We're, we're mercenaries. Oh. <laughs> we're mercenaries. What the hell? Team All right. Up, and so huh? then... Uh, other shout out goes to Mario and Todd Wiz. They both have been doing an excellent job with Tuesday Night Fights. I can't. I mean, it's awesome what those guys are doing. So, and and some more stuff in the works. So we've been talking to them for quite a bit. So I uh, shout out to those guys as well. I'm going to piggyback on that. Uh, those two guys have some spectacularly awesome stuff coming up uh, soon um, with uh, the Regiment and Tuesday Night Fights and Mega Mech, the, the Mega Mech community that we have in Wolfnet Radio. Um, it's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward Top to Top notch. Yeah. Top notch, people. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for that. Um, my shout out, uh, is going to go to Chris Chico Brown, my brother from another mother over at OCX radio in, uh, the X-Wing community. He, uh, is a part-time, uh, well, he's not part-time. He's a software engineer and he created for X-Wing, um, the uncrashable tournament software, uh, Cryodex. And I reached out and asked him, Hey, could you possibly do the same thing for Battletech 350 and he whipped it out in a weekend (laughs) so um, I'm gonna be uh, 
trying to get the that file on the Facebook page and the Discord channel here soon, but uh, it's a super easy um, uh, Swiss round tournament creator. It keeps track of all your wins, your players, your objective points, your MOV, uh, if you dropped or not. It, it is fantastic. It's a very simple piece of software, but it'll make um, running tournaments so much easier. So super big shout out to Chico. Uh, thank you very much for that. I don't, I don't know if he listens or not, but um, yeah, that was super awesome for him to do that. Um, and once again, all the fans and supporters of Wolfnet Radio Podcast, uh, we wouldn't do this without you guys and can't do this without you guys. Um, it's fantastic. The numbers keep growing. New people keep showing up. And <laughs> I just I love it when a new person joins the Discord or the Facebook page because they're just like, ah, new people, yay, what's your new favorite faction or what mech do you like to run? And it might be a little much, but uh, uh, I just... It's got to be really warming for a new player to, to show up to our, you know, group here that used to be small. It's not so small anymore, but, uh, again, Man, the, it's grown a lot. the mentality that we started out with is still strong. Um, helping new players, um, just having a good attitude and have, uh, playing Battletech to have fun and, and get to know new people. So shout out that, to all you guys. That alone is what makes all of this worth it that we have the community that we do yep uh, it just that. just let everybody know don't worry if you if you're slow or aaron is too aaron is completely <laughs> slow uh you're probably going to catch up real quick and he has a he has a rule of a drop and drink and it's a good he's rule mostly it takes the place of the buy. He I've, drinks more than he plays. So. I've, I've practiced it many times. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Matt, where can they find our information at? Well, you can find us at WNRP at WolfStreetGoods.com. Do we have any other contact information? Uh, we have a 350 list at WolfStreetGoons.com. If you have a list that you would like to have us take a look at and validate or if you have questions about building your 350 army, uh, that would be the place to send those questions. Otherwise, you can always you know, direct message us through Discord or Facebook. Um, we do need to, as a, so we're talking about this, we do need to start making sure we get tags on the Facebook page so that new players can find the rules, they can find code of conducts, they can find especially the discord link i've had a couple of people come to me saying hey we can't find it so uh let's get that pinned and, and make it Media. easier for people to connect so you i think also in net radio podcast on youtube Woo-woo. which will be very beneficial all... in the next coming weeks because that's where we're going to be live streaming the garage con 2021 also i believe andrew pretty soon we're going to have a different uh, social media as well something similar to facebook but not facebook if facebook's not yeah we've been we've been touching some other things um with everything that's been happening in social media world uh we do have uh, a a skeleton site if you will set up on mewe uh again wolfnet radio podcast is set up there um we're not doing a lot there but our man Blaine is is joined us over there, and and we're we're test we're kicking the tires and just 
seeing what we have for options. So, and yes, folks, he said me, we, not she, we, which is a total <laughs> different product. Um, <laughs> Wait, now she, I need to know what she we is. It's a, it's a product for women to stand up while peeing. Um, it is. It's also referred to as urinal. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Anyways, uh, have a great save evening, us, pleasant tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> we're glad to have everybody here tonight. Thank you for listening. Ooh. 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 Woof. That's a big woof. Shee-wee. <laughs> Thanks for hitting the eject on that, Burns. Jeez. <laughs> just panic. Hit the button. <laughs> <laughs>